from LA and welcome to Dawson's Critique. I'm Erin Hensley. And I'm Julia Callahan. And we are two former college roommates and current BFFs who have loved Dawson's Creek since... Uh, who have loved Dawson's Creek since episode one first aired on the WB all those years ago. Join us for this spoiler-free podcast as we break down one episode every week. We'll reminisce about our memories of the show and tell you stories of how Dawson's Creek defined our generation. Today, we discuss season six, episode three, the importance of not being too earnest. Uh, the, uh, the other Oscar Wilde play. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I will not besmirch Oscar Wilde's name <laughs> by comparing him to this episode. Okay. Written by Anna Fricky. No offense. No offense, Anna. You're lovely and a great writer, yeah. but this episode is pretty terrible. It's pretty bad. Um, yeah, directed by Joanna Kearns, who is better known as an oh my actress. God. I know she's from uh, Growing Pains. Maggie Seaver on Growing Pains. Yeah. But she has also had a very long directing career, including directing for Jane the Virgin, Pretty oh. Little Liars, Nashville. Oh, shit. The Fosters, Suddenly Susan. Wow. Um, and the Clueless TV show, among many others. Yeah. Um, Get yeah. it, Joanna. Yeah, you're doing great, girl. We're we're on your side, um, unless you're garbage and we don't know it. Yeah, um, but you seem great from your Wikipedia page. Okay, so this originally aired on October 9th, two thousand and two. Okay, description from Wikipedia: Joey's worst nightmare comes true when she accidentally sends a very personal email to not Dawson but the entire student body. The next morning, Professor Hetson decides to debate it with his students. Meanwhile, Jack makes an attempt to get to know a little better his cultural cultural professor, Mark Freeman, who pays no attention to Jack. Pacey, while struggling to survive the first days on his new job, closes a very important deal for the firm, which Rich, Rich takes full credit for. Eddie, a student in Professor Hetson's class who also works as a bartender at Hell's Kitchen, persuades Joey to confront any challenge that Hetson throws and not show any weakness, since Hetson thrives on it. The final scene depicts Dawson, the only person who didn't get Joey's email, attempting to write his own version of it to her before being called away by Todd to the set. There's some inaccuracies in that, but that's pretty yeah. much it. Okay, October 9th, history's, my history's mysteries, October 9th, 2002. The dot-com bubble bear market reaches bottom when the Dow Jones Industrial Average slips below 7,200 points. <laughs> it's like 35,000 now. <laughs> Yes. Um, Gentle reminder that the stock market is not the economy. Thank you very much. Um, Okay. October 9th and And that's the real inflation you should worry about. Like, Mm. it's like 700%. Yeah. October 9th and 10th. You should also worry about this. October 9th and 10th, 2002, Congress passes the Iraq revolution. Nope, not revolution. Resolution (laughs) authorizing the Iraq war. Hmm. So great job, everyone. Okay. October 12th, 2002, Jama Islamaya militants detonate multiple bombs in two nightclubs in Kuta, Indonesia, killing 202 people and injuring over 300 in the worst terrorist attack in Indonesia's history. Oh my God. That's horrific. Yes, that is horrific. Um, Okay. So number one movie was Red Dragon which my mother definitely dragged me to. Um, oh, the Hannibal Lecter spinoff one. Yeah. 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 It's like a prequel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mom took Ray me to Fiennes. see it. Ray Fiennes and, uh, and Anthony Hopkins. 
Um, and you know, I was scarred from silence of the lambs as a child. And my mom was Mm. like, you're fine. And took me anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I was equally disturbed by this one. Um, so there we go. Um, okay. So number one song is still a moment like this by Kelly Clarkson. Wow. Um, debuting this week at number 67 is Jennifer Lopez's classic that I sing to Genevieve all the time. Jenny from the block. Yes, classic. <laughs> yes. I love that song. <laughs> That's a great song. It holds up, mm-hmm. holds up. Um, debuting also this week at number 71, we have the classic from Puddle of Mud, She Hates Me, which was sung a lot in our house um, okay. in college. Jules you. love that song. She hates me. She fucking hates me. She used mm. to sing it about you know, you know who, um, (laughs) and, um, and debuting at number 74 is I am mine by Pearl Jam. So, you know, we were still, we were still cranking out bangers, cranking out Mm -hmm. bangers. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, we start with Joey attempting to write an email. (laughs) It's like, I, I kind of got distracted by the style of Uh, this season uh, where it's like, definitely real world like i i just see the mtv influence yeah. you know where it's yes. just like these weird cuts and like i don't know it it's it's kind of funny and like joey like at a computer like type it like you know whatever like it it's like it's like a caricature it's overacting you know yes it really gave me nostalgia for season one with that like dreamy grainy like yeah. style mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's like cutting to her eyes on the computer and her hands on the <laughs> keyboard, and like we're seeing her like dear Dawson, and then oh no, I got to erase. You know, it's like that yeah. kind of shit. And but I did, I think I had the same computer that she's using. Um, nice. <laughs> I think that was my computer from college, um, which is still in my home somewhere, waiting for <laughs> waiting for me to take it to a Mac store and get it wiped and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> along with like three other computers that I've had since. Yeah, totally. Um, I was in college a long time ago. Okay. So Audrey comes in and like is horrified that she's still in front of her computer and is like, (laughs) this is a mistake. I don't know what you're doing. Please stop. It's like, I'm on Audrey's side. Cause she's mm-hmm. like, you know, writing a letter is a bad idea. It's passive aggressive. And I've like told this to people before. I'm like, writing a letter is fucked up. Like, I'm sorry. You're having a conversation with yourself. If it's like a romantic thing or whatever. No, you're just creating a monologue. Keep it to yourself. I'm, you know, I am with you. I will say that I sometimes write it to clarify because like I in the spur of the moment sometimes get really like flustered and like can't express what I want to express or it comes off wrong so like sometimes I write something to be like I want to clarify what I was trying to say to you Mm -hmm. because like I want to make sure that it's clear what I was saying and whatever um, but I hear but you. Joey admits that's not why she's doing it. <laughs> right. She admits that she's doing it because she's afraid Audrey's they're going like, to start yelling at each other. Audrey's like, why don't you just call him? Like, come on. Right. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, well, then we'll just slip into our old habits. And you're like, then right. why are you even doing this? Like, I don't like what's yeah. there to say, you know? Yeah. Um, totally. And like, I do like that her and Audrey are kind of talking it out. And like, I also like 
the 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 authenticity of their friendship where Audrey's like this is a bad idea but I have your back you know like uh-huh, and like that's one of the reasons why we love Audrey because right. she's just like a good friend you know mm-hmm. um and like you know Joey kind of explains like what she wants to say but like I literally zoned out because I don't care yeah it was it's I mean it, it's basically like I wanted to say that like like wrap up everything that we've ever felt and said about each other in this email and like whatever. And like Audrey does give, I have a few notes about Audrey because Audrey does give this big rant about how like email expression is the scourge of the modern age. Like Mm -hmm. it makes it too, um, too easy to express yourself. And I was like, there's no doubt in my mind that 2022 Audrey Liddell is all over social media. So I feel like this goes right out the window. And, and she's like, you know, you have this thought and you send it and then it lands in this person's inbox and then they're irked because it's one-sided. And I was like, did Audrey predict Twitter? Is that what happened? Yeah. In this? <laughs> and so like, yeah, Audrey's just kind of like, you know, you can't be co- like, it would be bad if you guys were cold to each other, like on the phone. Cause like, well, cause just like, Joey's kind of freaking out about what she's how she's going to start this mm-hmm. thing and she said dear Dawson feels cold and then Audrey's kind of like dude like you just slept together like <laughs> like you're the situation like, is cold like yeah. you know you just fucked you didn't like the vibe that the way it went down totally fine but like you also were like we're we're done, you know? So like the situation's cold, like there's no way around it, you know? I mean, this has always been Joey's journey of like, I don't want to hurt Dawson. And you're like, that's impossible. It's like, it's literally impossible. That goal is unachievable. Right. Well, and Audrey makes this joke, like, you know, you were just naked together unless you did it through a hole in the sheet, which is very Dawson and Joey, which makes me laugh every time. I don't know why, (laughs) but I'm like, you're right, Audrey. Um, (laughs) And so she's like, you know, Audrey like is like, I'll re I'll read this email f- after you. Like, yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, Audrey's I'm here. just like, go for it. Whatever. This is a bad idea, but like, do you, like, if that's what will make you feel better, like go for it, you know? Yeah. Um, and Joey and thanks so, her. Joey does thank her. Yeah. And it's, it's sweet. And like, she starts typing and like, I just like, I just want to know what this email is because she stays up all All night night. and like this is writer joey so like you know yeah it's gonna be long-winded but like all night like how long is this email Uh, i mean a hundred pages yeah apparently i mean we would stay up all night when we had like a 20 page paper so like sure you know like all night like to me i'm like all night is minimum 10 pages right yeah totally and and like, we just get this montage of like Joey writing and like Audrey's on the phone and then Audrey's asleep and she's Joey's in a different shirt now. And like, it's just like, it's okay. like what show are we watching? It's so weird. It's really weird. Eric on Twitter pointed out to us that like, you can't ever see the whole email, but like he gave us a screenshot and it basically is like, seems to say what we've been saying, which is like, these two people are holding each other back and need to give each other space. Mm-hmm. Like that seems like what the gist of the email is, but again, we don't get the, we don't get it. 
Yeah. And the thing is like, I actually want to know what Joey is thinking. Like I actually truly want to know how she feels about the demise of this relationship. She's been holding on for five years. Like Mm. I would like to know her feelings on that. I would like to know Dawson's feelings on that. I'd like to even know fucking Audrey, Pacey, Jen, and Jack's feelings on that. You know, I definitely don't want to have it be implied how she feels about it and then have her be tortured by a sketchy white dude. But like, you know, I didn't write this show, but here we are, but here we are. Cause of course she goes to send it and it sends it to the whole campus of Bennington. (laughs) I just remember when this happened, when we were watching it in college, like that doesn't exist. Campus wide email. That does not make any sense. I mean, we went to like a school with like what, 20,000 people or something like that. Yeah. But like, like that. Like, we're just like, that's no school has that. That's made up. I've late. I've since found out that that is real in some places. No. Yeah. Like small schools. I don't know why you would need that. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know, but I, I, yeah, I've heard about this being real. No. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking this through and I was like, that's just asking for abuse of some kind. Right. Like that's just asking for like, people to like put fucked up shit out to the whole school. Yeah. I I mean, I just don't know what it's like to be at a college with only like 2000 people, but those colleges exist. Like I I can't even imagine, like my high school was like that size. So like, I can't even imagine what that would be like, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So like to even to put myself in that situation, I mean, like, I'm just like, what would you have to send to everyone, you know? I mean, well, it, and that it seems guess, like to me, like a thing for admins, like, you know, right, that's what I was going to say. Side. I'm guessing admin has it so that they can like mm-hmm. send out a campus alert or send out something like yeah. that. Like that I get, but like for a student, for you to be able to send it to, oh, wait, oh, wait, 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 what's the, oh, I have it later, but the, um, the address that she sends it to uh-huh. is campus at worthington.edu.net. <laughs> oh my god that is so funny <laughs> but it's like but it's like oh my god i can't even imagine anyway um and the mean, way even, that it's shot though of her accidentally sending the email like i a tear so popped out yeah. it's so dumb she's like scrolling through her address book and it's like campus email dawson because it's like c and then d, d. and you're like um what okay whatever and then she like as she's about to click on dawson she passes out and like actually like she like rubs her eyes like oh my god i'm so tired like uh and clicks on campus and hits the thing is like without how neurotic joey is that's like unbelievable like that's why the thing is like she's not like that like she's like the like you know, like that's just not her energy. Um, she totally. like had a you know a wild situation with Dawson these past like six seasons because she's so in her head. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. It's like really dumb, but okay. Yeah. So she goes to sleep, and we get the credits, and yeah. there we are. So mm-hmm. then we go to Jack and Pacey's. Um, now Emma's, you know, at at Emma's apartment. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they now live and Jack comes down and you know they have this funny exchange like he's like kind of like a gruff dude you know and she's she's Mm -hmm. like 
they kind of have this exchange, Jack and Emma, about how neither one of them lives up to their stereotypes. Like he's not some like well-kempt like gay and she's not some like, you know, fucked up tooth British person that's just drinks tea all the time. Like, and they're like, huh, Mm -hmm. isn't that funny? And then like Pacey comes down in his suit. I mean, it's stupid, but whatever. Um, Why is, why is Emma? Like what is the point of her? Right. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and then Pacey comes down in a suit and Jack's like, oh my God, <laughs> I can't all, believe you're in they this. They both laugh at him. It's yeah, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like the, like this journey for Pacey's interesting, but like you kind of like it too. It's a very similar situation to what Jack was going through last season where he's like, I want to fit in with like yeah. white dudes and like, how am I going to fit in with white dudes? And like, yeah. no, my friends don't really like see me or care about me, you know? And yeah. like the only difference is like in the case of Pacey, like Jack's like openly laughing at him and like kind of thinking like, you're not going to, you don't fit into this group, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess the struggle is a little bit more believable than it was for Jack, but yeah. yeah yeah and like Pacey's like come on I gotta work and Jack just like gives him no sympathy and is Mm -hmm. like and lays it out actually like he's like you're going to work at a job that people would kill to do and you're like not even qualified for it and then he like insults Pacey's hair and I was just like I mean I do kind of love Jack in this moment like let us Mm -hmm. point out that like yet again Pacey's at a job he's not qualified for but I don't we don't know that because it's like an entry-level position you know I I guess yeah entry-level is entry-level sure sure um but I like I I hear you and what you're saying but it's one of those things where like the position itself is ambiguous so like yeah yeah yeah. like fair is that true you know Right, right, Um, right, right fair fair and like they have this exchange then where Pacey, like Emma asks if Pacey's sure he's straight. I don't, I can't remember why. And then he's like, you got to be able to deal with the man love. If you're going to, if we're going to like live here and he slaps Jack's ass on the way past. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I do love these two together so much. I know. And like, I love it too. And I understand that Michelle Williams was probably like, not available but you're like don't you wish we were just in grams's house like yeah. the threesome of that you know if, yeah. if it was michelle williams instead of emma like yeah yeah totally know. why is emma here yeah mm-hmm. uh-huh. and like they just kind of have this like roommate argument and then like jack's kind of like between pacey in this suit and emma nagging us this like feels like an old-fashioned american family and i was like oh i wish this was an old-fashioned american family <laughs> yeah anyway um so then we go to joey okay waking she up like wakes up like scared she, like, right bolts out of bed like she bolts out of bed to like she check realizes to see if that either responded she, she made a mistake somehow either emailing yeah. him or she's not sure and she goes to check her email and like oh my god like people replied yeah of course they did. That doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> would you reply? Oh, a hundred percent. Really? Oh, I would not. I'd be so humiliated for her. Like if I, I read would be this too, email, but I, I would be so humiliated. I I might reply to be like, girl, you, this was campus wide, you know, but yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I would. God. You're nice. I would. <laughs> I would have <laughs> been like, girl, dump him. 
girl, I think you might be gay. Please dump it. I want to read this email. Like, was it on Dawson's desktop? Like, does it exist somewhere? Oh yeah. Tell us if you guys read through, if y'all not guys read through Dawson's desktop, like at the time, tell us it was this on there. God, that would be amazing. Like, can we read this somewhere? Yeah, is it somewhere? I'm desperate to, to be honest. Totally. Um, Yeah. So she like (laughs) sees that she sent it to campus wide. She's like, oh, fuck. And she wakes up Audrey (laughs) and like, bless Audrey's heart. She's too tired to give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Audrey is channeling Aaron Hensley in this situation. She's just like, well, I told you not to do it. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. She's like, it really sucks that that happened to you. (laughs) Told you not to. So sorry. (laughs) it's funny because like you know she was in her if she was actually awake you know she'd be like she wouldn't sorry i I was like this is very on audrey but it's also funny that she's like don't wake me up because i will not care about anything (laughs) like i cannot care about this right now yeah um yes so then we go to pacey walking into like the office with rich or whatever yeah and rich is like you're late and pacey's like i thought i was supposed to start at nine and Rich is like, well, look at all these other people. I guess you're not a free thinker. And I was just like, what kind of double speak is this? Shit? Yes. I, Rich is, I feel like the only good thing we're going to get out of this Rich storyline is like your takes on labor <laughs> the issues. I'm like, that's what I'm, that's what I'm really <laughs> aiming. I'm gunning for that. Because I think there's some interesting things to talk about labor issues in this, but definitely this rich Pacey storyline is not interesting. Um, Yeah, because like we already had like the search for a mentor and it being a bad one, you know, and like and like I understand that Pacey is constantly looking for like a male figure to love him. Like we understand that. I get it, you know, but like. I don't know. You still want there to be like a good one. Like that's my problem with Joey too. It's like, she wants a mentor too. And like, she always gets these like shitty people that then she learns from. And I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a struggle because like Jen's mentor is Grams and Grams is like a phenomenal character, you know? So you can Mm. still make characters complicated, but good mentors, like at least can't these yeah. like Joey and Pacey catch a fucking break, you know? Totally. Totally. Cause Rich is like, says a bunch of vaguely homophobic and like toxic masculine shit. Mm-hmm. And then Pacey's like, you know, or Rich is like, now I'm going to give you the hardest cases to crack because like we yeah. work on and we work on commission. So like fucking good luck to you. And it's just like, oh God. Yeah. And the other traders are looking at him and laughing and you're like, wow, this is a bro den if I've ever fucking seen one. Yeah. There's there's not one woman in this whole situation. Not a woman nor a person of color. There are a couple of people of color. I did. I did see a couple of people of color, but like, (laughs) but no women at all. Yeah, definitely not. And it's like like, two people of color. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's not a lot, but you know yeah so anyway so we go to jack and jen's class and jack's totally admiring the professor and then audrey sits down next to them 
And like, and Jen's like, thank God Jen answers the question that we're all asking of like, wait a minute, why yeah. the fuck is she there? She doesn't go to their college. Right. Jen's, Audrey's, or Jen's like, uh, don't you have classes to go to? Like, it's like, you and don't then even go here. And, <laughs> and then she's like, if you miss another week, maybe they'll kick you out. And Audrey's like, oh my God, that would be so great. And I was like, okay, no one's worried. This would start to worry me. It's super bizarre this long, this long, like, you know, you, you're like first episode. Okay. All right. What are we doing here? Second episode feels a little bit long. Third episode. Like what the fuck? How come no one's saying anything? Right. And like, I'll give it to them that the first and second episode were one episode. So like, okay, technically we're on episode two, I guess, but like, it feels like she's given enough. We're three hours. Yeah. We're three hours in good. That's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. And and Jack's just like, ladies, keep it down. I cannot yeah. be hearing any of this right now. <laughs> they, and like, of course, Busy Phillips and Michelle Williams are fucking adorable and amazing. So cute, yeah. Because they no, have. This- I mean, I'm definitely not complaining about this threesome no, no, no. hanging out. Like, I'm excited for it. It's a weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's weird, but like, okay, you know. Um, and Jen's been the most in tune with like the fact that maybe something is going on with Audrey mm-hmm. just by asking this question because no one else has asked this question, including yeah. her boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Jen, even throughout this episode, she's super sweet to Joey too. She's like the yeah. most insightful, like best friend available, you know. Totally. Cause like Audrey, so Audrey and Jen then proceed to have this conversation over Jack, which mm-hmm. like is great. And she's like, look, this is studious Jack. This yeah. is not the Jack that you're used to and that, you know, so like we can't talk anymore because <laughs> studious Jack is here. <laughs> it's really great. It's cute. And then the professor is like, yeah. So if you want to come to this screening of a movie, there's extra credit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's like a double feature of movies with the beautiful girl who plays ugly. And Jen looks at Audrey over Jack again and is like, Jack's going to make me go watch Miss Congeniality. <laughs> so just an FYI. And I was like, 10 bucks says the other movie is She's All That. Yeah. Or um, Princess Diaries. <laughs> or Princess Diaries. Was that out yet? Oh, yeah, it was. Um, and like Audrey, uh-huh. who, who has impeccable taste, is like, I love Miss Congeniality. And I was like, girl, same. I I mean, and like it's cute because Jen is clearly making a joke about Miss Congeniality, but then she also like kind of respects that Audrey just is who she is. Yeah, and it's like like, that's a great movie. Yeah, (laughs) and it's it's cute, you know. Yeah, exactly. So then we go to Hetson's class. It's horrific. Like it was painful to watch this. This episode's really bad, but like I just like. I'm so uncomfortable with what happened in this scene. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he is he, like, she, why is she always late to this class? Uh, that great question. That's a great question. Joey is never late to anything. So I don't know she, why she's always late to this class. She, has she even been to one of Hudson's classes on time? Like no, I just, seemingly like, no. don't understand what's happening. Like you wish she could just be like, sorry, I have a class right before this all the way across campus, you know? Right. And that's why I'm so, always like, late. Give me a throwaway line. Doesn't make sense why she's like, and we're not talking like late, like, like a little bit late where like people are still getting settled. Like the class is in session late. Yeah. Yeah. And he Hudson says this, okay, kitties knock back your Ritalin and settle down. 
which I was like, oh, that's a thing that he just said. Okay. Um, oh, I also forgot when we first met him, I forgot to say that Hetson is played by Roger Howarth, who is a huge soap opera actor. Mm. He, he was in over 700 episodes of As the World Turns. He was oh, in wow. almost 200 episodes of One Life to Live. And he is oh, still wow. to this day on General Hospital, which he has um, appeared in over 700 episodes of. So Good for him. Go awesome. Roger, Roger Howarth. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, anyway, so then he is passing out like a, you know, pa- a pamphlet, of paper that's stapled. And we're like, okay, what's, what's this reading about? Oh yeah. It's Joey's fucking email. Right. So, cause he's, he says like, we were just finishing our discussion on Portnoy's complaint. Um, by Philip Roth, which I'm just keeping track of the books they're reading. I have a point yeah. to make. Um, their obsession with Philip Roth, they talked about him last season too. The different I mean, professor. Listen, it's so annoying. I agree with you. I'm going to have a lot to say about Philip Roth in this episode. So mm-hmm. he's like, uh, you know, we're talking about stream of consciousness and like, I'm going to read this email that's stream of consciousness. And he starts reading Joey's email out loud. Like, I like, I can't like, I just like, I cannot believe this is happening that she like takes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That like the other students take it. Like, I I don't know. Like like, no other student is like, uh, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm, if I was in this class, I would be like, what is going on? And why are we cool with this? This is horrific. Like, you know, like, right. I, like, even if you don't know why someone sent this really intense email to like the whole student body, like, right. like, I just would assume it was an accident to be oh, honest. Absolutely. Oh, you know, absolutely. Like my mind wouldn't go like they're, they're looking for attention. Like right. my mind like this just is doesn't, some exhibitionism thing. My yeah. mind doesn't go there. I don't think right. people lie about abuse for attention either because my mind just doesn't yeah. go there. So like, you know, I like, I'm like, this is clearly an accident. Why would anyone want me a stranger to read this? You know? Right. Right. Totally. So like, if I was in this class, I would be like, what is what this? What are you doing? Right. So his point, I think that point is totally valid and correct. His point is it's hard to write about sex. And he's like, I guess is relating it to Portney's Portnoy's complaint. Like it's hard to write mm. about this sex stuff. So I have to point out here, as is my du- duty, that mm. Philip Roth is, was, he's dead, a storied misogynist. A, yeah. I mean, just awful. So to quote, I read a part of an article by Constance Grady on Vox.com, yeah. which was about um, actually the biographer of Philip Roth is also a sexual yeah, assaulter. I know. Yeah. There was a big drama in publishing, whatever, Google it. It's really fascinating. That's not what my point is. So she wrote, and I quote, <laughs> A brief and not brief and non-exhaustive list might note that Philip Roth pursued his female college students for sex. 
come pushed his wife to evict her 18 year old daughter over whose weight he obsessed made advances on his stepdaughter's friend. And then after she refused them, made a point of insulting the girl every time she dropped by the house. There is a long running debate in literary circles about whether the misogyny in Roth's books reflects his own. If his male character's disdain towards women is intended to be aspirational and cool, or whether the misogyny of his characters is meant to be read satirically as yet another damning detail of their smallness and viciousness. But by this point, few dispute the idea that Roth was in general, pretty terrible to a lot of real women he interacted with. So just to put that out there, yeah. And shout That's out who- Constance. She's she we've actually read her on the pod before. Oh good. So ch- shout yeah, out Constance. She wrote that Brady. article about um you. A lot of people say oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like mm-hmm. Dawson Leary exists. So or was yeah. you know you that guy from you exists because of Dawson Leary or something. Right. That was a, a Totally, totally. I remember. So like, it's hard for me as someone who has a degree in English literature to read Hetson's syllabus and like the way he treats Joey and put Mm -hmm. those together as anything but misogyny. Yeah. I mean, and also like, who is the writing staff who keeps suggesting this? Wasn't that who wrote the blurb of, of, um, Professor Wilder's book? Constance Grady? No. Um, Philip Roth. Oh, Philip Roth. Um, yeah, I feel like, um, well, I mean, anyways, anyways, it's, you know, that's, that's a story for Professor our, our Wilder, <laughs> Professor Wilder definitely mentioned Philip Roth a few times. Yeah, that's, I mean, I'm sure Professor Wilder has a huge boner for Philip Roth, as do many mediocre yeah. white men who write terrible novels. Um, mm-hmm. okay. That I have to read the manuscripts of, um, not anymore. <sighs> So anyway, so Hetson's like trying to make this point that like writing about sex and sexuality, like in doing that writers often write themselves out of it, even though it's intrinsic to the human experience. And like basically is trying to like say, look at this email, Joe, like this person who we all know is Joey does just that. And like, there's this part of me that's like, that is an interesting conversation, but Joey's email doesn't have to be a part of this. Or like, we need to know what Joey's email said because he's editorialized, you know, he's yeah, making yeah, yeah. an assumption about what like she was saying, what her point was about like, you know, like this intimate piece that wasn't meant for, like, it didn't have any background right. for like a, you know, a lay reader. It was for like an intimate person in her life. So like, totally. I don't know if it necessarily was about sex and sexuality as much as it was about this horrific toxic relationship that like she was uh, you know processing in her mind totally I, that's a great point I also will say that like the just the like the the canon the like literary canon one of my problems with it is it's like you know what would be a great thing to use to have this conversation is romance novels that actually do some of this mm-hmm. stuff very very well you know unlike say a john updike novel which i'm guessing they're going to read in this class i can't remember all the books that they read but <laughs> it's i feel updike coming mm-hmm. and who used to one win the bad sex writing award every single time he put out a book because like truly mm-hmm. they they were 
the sex scenes were terrible. And my thing is like, here's the other problem, right? Is that like in this literature class, you could read a romance novel and be like, hey, look, sometimes romance writers write real fucking sexy shit that's like really good and actually portrays sex and sexuality in a great way. And our society deems those bad because women like to read them and find pleasure in them. And boy, do we hate that. And Mm -hmm. yet Philip Roth, who wrote an entire section about how cunt flavored ice cream should be a flavor of ice cream because it would be the best flavor of ice cream. And I had to read a whole paragraph about it in a book like that somehow is like better than more deserving of, uh, you know, critique and and study, you know, and on that note, on that note, let me just tell you that Hetson is comparing Roth's amazing sensual writing to Joey's non-sensual writing. And I would like you to know that Portnoy's complaint, the most memorable scene in that book is when a boy masturbates with a liver. So I, I mean, (laughs) to do with that what you will. It's anyway, so sorry, annoying. that's my And then he looks at her and he says, it can't be stream of consciousness if you're observing from the shores. And you're just like, I mean, like, I don't know. I'm sorry, but like, this since we a... don't know what she wrote, not even yeah. like a snippet, like yeah. not even like a little part of it. Like yeah. he's just a fucking asshole. Like a, a, a totally fucking piece of shit. And like, I just like, I don't know, like to me, like it's hard again to watch, like, and I I know this sounds victim blaming, but it's not like watch Joey be in these situations where people are like absolute trash to her. And like, she feels like the thing that she should do is put up with it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to watch. Like, and there is no growth journey there. She like constantly doubles down with the like, well, I'm going to show him, I'm going to put up with it, you know? And like, I don't know. It's really hard for me to watch. Like, I just like, like, it's just horrific. And but again, that is how just, women like, are trained. I mean, yeah. then you're just reminded that like Joey, like is constantly being punished for having sex. Like she fucked Dawson. It blew up in her face. And now the whole school knows and has a fucking opinion. And then this other, like the thing that she liked most about her life was school. And now she has this like horrific experience in the academic world. And you're like, what exactly is going on here? Like, why, like, why is this happening? Right. Cause all we see then is Joey just stewing and like, honestly, like I hear you, but also how fucking humiliating, like I get the stewing, but also like get up and walk out of this class. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, I would leave. I would just be yeah. like, <laughs> okay, I don't feel safe around you. I don't give a fuck about talking to the manager. I will report your ass. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I don't care. That, like, this I'm is not the time be- to be a Karen. This, yeah, like this, I don't feel safe in your class. And I yeah. will tell people I do not feel safe in your class right. because like, fuck you, like fuck off. Like that yeah. is absolute bullshit. Like, yeah. I just like, I don't know. No, Mm. you're right. No, totally. Um, And so then we go back to Pacey's work where he's like failing to sell stock and yeah, how does this work? Like, I mean, like we know he's studying for the series seven, but like, yeah, can we get a little like he's allowed to sell without them? That's not how I thought it worked. No idea. No idea. Did not care to Google any part of this, but (laughs) 
Rich like comes up and like gives him this like I guess it's we're supposed to think it's a pep talk, but but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know of this like you're making excuses and you're like trying to take these people to the prompt like you know they're not the prettiest girl in school. You got to like tell them they're missing out on shit. And then he yeah. says this thing where he said. Rich is like, you got to become them. These like people mm-hmm. sitting on their money. He's like, think with those judgmental, ageist, racist, sexist part of your brain. You've worked so hard to conquer. And I was like. I what? Yeah, I mean, it's like like that's the challenge of Pacey this season, I guess. Mm. It's like, do you want like you have a moral compass and like look at, you know, quote unquote, look at where it's got you. Like, you know, you're not in school, you know, you don't have a job. You're like poor you're struggling you don't have you know any male figures that love you (laughs) so like maybe you should try to be like one of these sketchy assholes you know and like I like I'm not a dude so I don't know what it's like for a dude in like this point in their life when they're trying to figure out what it means to be a man Mm. and like what kind of man they want to be um so like I guess I can buy that. It's like, yeah, you have space for him to be figuring it out. Yeah. And I can buy that. Like this fucking, you know, sketchy dude is like, well, just be a shitty person and you'll succeed at life, you know, (laughs) like, and Pacey's like, I mean, he's not wrong because like, he's not. Yeah. That's the thing is he's kind of not. Yeah. He's defining success in this one specific way. And there's other right. ways to define success. And of course, right. that is another part of the journey of growing up. Mm. Yeah. And then Rich, like, basically is like, come on, Pacey, I'm going to take you on a ride somewhere. Like, get your coat. Let's go. You know? So. Yeah, exactly. And we're just like, don't care. Sorry. <laughs> I just like, I'm like, I'm not buying into this storyline. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like the the frat storyline I could buy in a little bit more you know last season with Jack but this one it's like from the get-go I'm just like I'm sorry no totally I'm like I mean yeah it's just I'm here for us having men explore their you know masculinity and they're like where they fit in the world because I think we so rarely get that even in media like Mm -hmm you know, we, it doesn't go deep sort of. And so like, I'm here for Pacey exploring that, but like, I don't care, um, about this. Yeah. Well, I just, I felt the same about the, you know, frat storyline where it's like, I need a little bit, like, even though I was fine with it at the beginning, eventually you're like, I kept saying, I need more buy-in. Like, why does Jax care so much? Like, is it for his, his dad was in this frat or his you know, yeah. brother or like some reason where I could like understand a little bit more once it becomes so clear that these people like it's stupid, you know? Right. And like, I kind of feel that way for PC. Like they're trying to sell us that like he's doing this to prove to Audrey that he could mm. be like successful and give her the life she has yeah, and she's... that she wants, you yeah. know? But it's because it's already couched in like Pacey being like I don't know if I like her (laughs) it's hard like you're like what like what is he fighting for you know what are we doing yeah like he's fighting to keep a girl that maybe he's not sure if he likes or not and like right I don't know like you know what I mean you're just kind of like oh yeah I don't get it yeah 
So then we're at Hell's Kitchen. Emma training Joey. And because she's mm-hmm. not 21, she can't pour alcohol. Um, just to note, it, in California, you had to be 18 at this time to pour beer and wine, which I know because I was a waitress. Yeah. Or server. Yeah. Um, so Joey goes but to what serve. what about booze, though? I don't know. I don't know about maybe. booze. I think maybe yeah, booze because, I couldn't pour. Yeah. But I, I could pour beer booze. and wine. Yeah, beer and wine for sure. But yeah. booze and like in this, I think they're also talking about booze, but I, I hear you. Yeah. So Joey goes to serve her first table and they're talking about the email. Like it's students from Worthington and they're talking about this email and she like tries to take their order, but then they won't stop talking about it long enough to order, which is fucked. Um, if you do that to a waitress, a server, I <laughs> will absolutely stop talking to you and being your friend. Um, thank you so much for coming like, to my TED talk. Yeah, totally. I definitely agree on that. <laughs> yeah. like, shut up. She's here. Or just say like, we need a minute. Like, you know, yep. But don't like, make her wait. Mm-hmm. Like if we're going to torture Joey about the email, like this is the kind of torture I want. Yeah. I don't want like the classroom power situation yes, like you know, I agree with like you. this was like making me laugh because it's like she because it's funny it's like the it's like the audience is talking you know right. when like these people are talking about the email they're just like <laughs> this is stupid their relationship's stupid he's gay or like whatever you yeah, know yeah, they're yeah. like kind of like giving their like thoughts on it right and like that's kind of how you we felt as the audience you know and it was one, it, it's like one of those things where like this is the experience Joey should have had when she went to college where she made new friends and met new people and had people like interrogating yeah. what the deal was with her and Dawson. Yeah. Like, and they what? were like, Ooh, what? That guy? That sounds, like, what yeah. you, that sounds stupid. Like what? Yeah. Like, Oh, he got black eyes when you told him you were in love with someone else, even though yeah. you weren't dating and you hadn't dated in like 18 months at that point. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, why is this the love of your life? Oh, he held yeah. your hand. Okay. Hey, what? Like, you yeah. know, um, you know, so like <laughs> hearing them break down the email, I was like, this could have been the torture that she got, yeah. which would have been fucked up, but like a little bit more like understandable, understandable yeah. and like, and like, um, authentic and yeah. also uh, acceptable in a way, yeah. you know, because it, it's just her peers and like, no one's, totally. they weren't even like singling her out. They were just like, gossiping about the goings on of their yeah yeah college you know well and it's like they don't even know who she is right yeah she's like standing there and then finally she like has had enough and starts to go off on them when they sort of at which point they sort of realize like oh shit that's the girl yeah because she calls she says they're a she says they're engaging in oprah's psychobabble and then she asks if she should bring bonbons so they can hunker down and watch their stories which i was like ooh, two real sexist narratives there joe like Ooh, don't totally. love that. Yeah. Don't love that. No, yeah. I felt like that's why I was like, I don't know. You kind of deserve this because even yeah. the banter back was like so fucked up to them. You yeah, know, yeah. like, like you said, they didn't know. And like, it's, I understand like if this happened to me, I would, yeah. you know, pop off on someone, but yes. like, it's one of those <laughs> things where you're like, well, Joey, you know, you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, and like, you wouldn't have jumped straight on this if, if like this was in high school and Jen had done it or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Jen, she's telling Audrey that Boston Bay is not a party school. Um, yeah. and Audrey is unconvinced. And then Jack's like, I gotta go. I gotta talk to the professor before this movie starts. Like, 
whatever. And yeah. then Jen's like, you're being a little bit Tracy flick about this, Jack. And I was like, cause Jen has great taste in movies, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Also justice for Reese Witherspoon that she did not win an Oscar for election. She should have. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then Jen also calls him swim fan. And I was like, Jen, just speaking my language. <laughs> I totally agree. I was cracking up at her and like, I don't know. I know it's a dead horse, but I'm going to say it like, you're like, see her and Dawson are soulmates. Yeah, totally. Also, who likes movies? Yeah, I'm with you. Also, mm-hmm. Jen tells Audrey, she's like, we got to talk to him about his love of the straights. And I was like, that is such a phase. That is such a like mm-hmm. queer person phase of like falling in love with straight people. Um, anyway, so Jack, he like goes up to this professor. And then finally, the professor's like, do I, um, do I know you? Like, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Because <laughs> Jen's like, he doesn't even know you. Like, yeah. you know, and Jack's like, I raise my hand a lot in class. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like a like, giant lecture hall. Like, yeah. Audrey just showed up there and no one noticed. Like, come yeah, on, Jack. Come it's on. so cute. It's hilarious. And Jack's kind of like, ho. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, he's definitely hurt. Yeah. But, yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's really funny. So, we go back to Hell's Kitchen and Emma's like, do you think I like made a mistake living with Jack and Pacey? And Joey's mm-hmm. like, nah, dude, it's going to be fine. No worries. And she's like, holy fucking shit. And she looks because she notices that Hedson walks in and Emma's yeah. like, oh, him? He's a regular. And you're like, great. Great. Yeah. Just what Joey needs and all of us need. And also this is like another mark against Hudson because he hangs out at a student bar. Yeah. He's a regular at a student bar. This guy is fucked. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know how this is going to, I do know how it's going to go, but like, I don't really entirely remember, but we're like, after the trauma of Wilder, we're going to get this other like trash yeah. professor yeah hey. just like who hurt you dawson's creek writer's room i mean i had a couple of bad teachers but for the most part my teachers were more good than bad throughout school. i agree yeah but even anyway. when i had like a bad teacher like they weren't like sadistic this. to a student you know no, no, like no. oh they my just like God. weren't that great of teachers yeah exactly yeah yeah so he gives her shit about not taking the yeah, English so Emma then job. is just like I'm not gonna give a fuck every time you have a meltdown see ya <laughs> which, which like fair fair like yeah Emma, I don't really care for but I'm like she's got a point she's yeah like, she does she does I don't have time for this right so then Joey has to take he's just to, to um serve Hudson at Hudson, whatever the fuck his name is. And like, he's like, so you took this job instead of the English department job. And then like, he like, she's like, yeah, I mean, cause working for you would be like so much fucking fun. Like, hello. <laughs> and it's like, and well, you're like, still working for him. You're serving him. So <laughs> yeah. But then he's like, you know, are you going to take my order? Or like, are you going to say whatever it is that's on your face that you like want to say? And she's just like, whatever, <laughs> like takes his order. He does she's order a tuna like, melt and beer, which is my <laughs> speak in my language. Sorry, go ahead. And she's like, I shouldn't have taken your class. Like I shouldn't yeah. have like asked to be in your class. Yeah. And he's like, like, I don't know. In this moment, I was just like, I can't believe she's going through this intense trauma 
and she hasn't like talked to Dawson or Pacey about it, you know, right. like, I don't know that like, that was or the Jack or Jen, was, like anyone. Yeah. Like I, that was the moment when I was just like, you wish that the trauma now had shifted instead of just like this Hudson guy, just being absolute trash to her, the trauma being like, wow, this really fucked up thing happened. And I can't call my best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like if she could have been grappling with that instead of just like this guy that I don't give a fuck about, I just right. cannot like, he's such trash. Why do you care about his opinion of you, Joey? Right. Like, he's a piece of fucking shit. Like, oh my God. He's been nothing but a piece of shit to you from like minute one. Yeah. Like, I just like, I like, no, like, and like, and fine. Even if you do care about his opinion of you, like you're still living through this, a trauma event, like, and you can't call your best friend. Like, and you know, like, I don't know. Like just again, to circle back, like about how the, the show's like, oh, shouldn't you aspire to have this best friend relationship? And we're like, you know, even in the demise of their relationship, you know, she couldn't have ever really called him in these circumstances. Right. Right. So their like friendship isn't yeah, that what was it? special. Right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, she like expresses to Hudson that like, she really wanted to learn something from his class, but like, I, I, I kind of wish you like, hadn't let me in because like, I don't like fuck this basically. And like, and contrary to my, what you might think, I'm not an idiot. And like, also you mocking me for 20 minutes isn't comp lit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what the fuck which like fair that all that is totally fair totally yeah and then she's like could you like is today's humiliation enough to like let me off the hook for a while can you like focus on someone else which like is a sucky framing but like i get where she's coming from of like yeah now that you've like <laughs> you know totally torn tortured me, down. me enough for today so can you torture someone else you know right exactly and he's a dick about it and said that they're going to get into the ramblings of joyce and wolf and i was like oh a woman how how uh exotic (laughs) a queer woman at that I mean not that I think he would admit that point but she was um and And then Hudson tries to spin this as like he's like giving her a lesson a lesson he's like don't you want to be a writer I mean writers have to battle criticism and it's like you know, and public endure public humiliation sometimes. And I'm like, is that true? I know writers for a long time. No, and I don't think that that's true. No. Oh my God. Like, I mean, these are these weird arbitrary things that are made up by predators to, mm-hmm. per, you know, to continue to be predators. It's like, well, of course, if you're a real writer, you have public humiliation. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's like people that say shit like that, they say it to like, like, it's the idea of like, you got to pay your dues. Like, you know, like the same with these like work hours that Pacey has to do. You got to pay your dues. And you're like, no, 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 shut up. Like if she wants to be a writer, she doesn't have to be humiliated to be a writer. You know, it's like, fuck off. No, no. And he's like, you know, you walked into my office promising academic excellence. And I just like. I, ha- I haven't seen it yet. And it's like the second week of school. 
And you're reading Philip Roth. My God, who can be academically excellent about that fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And then don't come at me. I don't want to hear it. Um, and then she's like, she starts yelling at him. <laughs> like, it's good. She's like, and she's why like, don't you quit? And she's like, I'm not a quitter. And I'm like, I don't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, and she's like, you know, I took this class because I wanted to learn something, but I didn't want to be ridiculed, you know? And he's just like, I stand by what I did. Like it was a good, like, it was a good fodder. Your email was good fodder for the topic we were talking about. Yeah. He's like, it's hard. He reiterates it's hard to write romance. And like, you proved that. Yeah. And it's like, like, again, I'm sorry, but like, was that her goal? Was that what she was trying to write? Because I thought she thought her and Dawson were over. So to me, that indicates that she was writing a goodbye letter. It wasn't romance. Right. It wasn't it like was this like, romantic email she was sending to him. It was like an explanation of why their relationship was over, like sexually yeah. or romantically. So like that doesn't like given Those what I know about the, the storyline, I don't think that was her goal. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously she didn't like accomplish her goal, but like be, that's exclusively because the goal was to write an intimate letter to her best friend, not to her fucking sketchy professor. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And he's, he's like, you know, you got to get over that. This got sent on accident. And he's like, consider this a victory. Only one down of a lifetime of proving yourself left to go. Like only like one down, one day down a lifetime of proving yourself left to go or something. And I was like, Oh my God, fuck off. Like proving <sighs> what to herself? Like, I don't know. I, it's yeah. so weird. Anyway, whatever. These two. Mm-hmm. That guy sucks. Um, and then yep. let's go to more men that suck. Um, because games. yeah, we have Rich in Pacey's car. Rich is taking making Pacey take him to pick up his BMW Z8. And yeah. then he's like trying to give Pacey a lesson on how much money he could make if he like does better. Yeah, it's so weird. He's like in this sick ass car being like, this is your car. And you're like, this, like, is- this he's like, this is an old car. And you're like, it's like yeah. a fully restored classic car. Like 67, like, 69 Mustang. I'm, yeah. Like, I just like, I like, it's just like, even if you're not a Mustang person, you know, that's a, cool car like that wouldn't be a car for me but like I'm like yeah that's a cool car that's a choice it's an investment you know when shit goes wrong it really goes wrong you know and like and hopefully you know know how to yeah yeah you're committed to this classic car and Rich is like it's old and you're just like oh my god I mean this is like the what led us to the great recession right totally like the obsession with consumerism and new, 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 like, it's yeah. Like, oh my God. Rich is so stupid. Yeah. So yeah, he's then picking up a Z8, which like, okay, fine. It's a BMW. Fine. Yeah. And Pacey, like, I don't know. It felt out of character. He's like stunned again. Like he's like impressed with this car this, and this like energy of rich being like, I'm getting it. I'm getting this well, fancy car. And like, right. I don't know, it's a, it's a, it's a leap that I don't feel is explained enough. I agree with you. Cause rich, like kind of, as he's picking up this car, then dresses Pacey down, not just about his Mustang, but about his life and his suit and his facial hair and his lack of ambition. And he's just like totally dressing Pacey down and Pacey's like, I mean, do I don't know that I care about any of that stuff. 
And Rich, I mean, the only time Rich makes a point is he's like, you know, if you if you don't, then like you should quit. And like, you know. Yeah. And like, I actually agree with that. You know, totally. He's like, like the but whole if, point of being a stockbroker is to make money. Like, yeah, there's no there, other reason. Th- that's to do it. literally the reason you do it. Yeah. And that's why so. when you meet a stockbroker, you know a lot about them. Like mm. your goal is to make money. Right. I mean, yeah. And so then we kind of cut over to Pacey's job where he like is back at his desk and he does this like sleazy speech that's like somewhat stealing from Michael Douglas and Wall Street. And he like makes the sale to this guy that's supposed to be really hard to sell to. Yeah. So just like, to back up, I want to back up a little oh, because sorry. Rich does say like Pacey's like, how do you know I'm not trying to pay my rent? And Rich is like, I just, I don't buy that. I see something in you. Yeah. And that is like music to Pacey's right. ears. Like, you know, Pacey right. just wants someone to see him as someone who's not a loser, you know? Mm. And like, that's his journey. Like that he became obsessed with Andy because she saw success in him, obsessed with Joey for like a similar reason, you know? And like, Andy and Joey, there were like true love and like, you know, yeah. I'm not saying there was like all, it was all bad, but like, right. You but know, that was part of it. Yeah. But that was part of it, you know? And like, obviously it, a lot of it stems from his father and then the abuse he had from Miss Jacobs. But then like last season we had his journey with, you know, the chef Danny. And then we kind of thought at the end of the season when it was like, Danny was like, you and me, we're the same, you know, like slackers, (laughs) whatever. Like I had hoped that his takeaway was like, maybe be more picky with the men that you (laughs) elevate to like mentor, you know, superstar status in your heart, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, I guess that wasn't the takeaway. Apparently not. Apparently not. Yeah. Cause Rich, like, so, you know, Pacey closes this deal and then Rich, like he goes in and is like, Rich, like I got, you know, whatever. And Rich is like kind of impressed and like, yeah, whatever. And we're like, okay. okay. And he so, says, I'm proud of you, son. Rich <laughs> says that to, to Pacey. So Which this is, is yeah. part of the like further like grooming that Rich is yeah. doing. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the movies where Jack after the movie, Jack again says hi to the professor. And then Jen's like, oh, hi. Like, I'm also in your class. And Audrey's like very weird and kind of fangirls on him. I know. she. I, are we supposed to think she thinks he's super hot as well? Yeah, maybe. Okay. And then Jenna. She, she like, is wild. Like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's hard to like sink back into this new Audrey that yeah. like. We're like, I don't know. We don't know you that well. We only yeah. known you for one season. So like, what is going on? Right. And then Jen and Audrey are like, oh, we're going to leave and go to Hell's Kitchen. Like Jack, like we're going to go meet Joey. Mm-hmm. And Audrey like looks at the professor and is like, you come with us if you're into the whole <laughs> crossing the line thing. And I was like, I mean, at least, you know, that that's what would that someone would be. saying it a <laughs> professor at a college student bar is crossing a line. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then Jack like gives Jen the keys and is like, go get the car and like, I'll meet you on the corner. And Jen's like, you're going to let me drive this sob? Like what? It's what? so funny. And she's like, of course, Jennifer. And I know she's, she's like, like <laughs> not wanting to be his wing person for this situation. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, she's it's like, so funny. Yeah. 
And then like Jack, when they leave, Jack's all awkward with the professors. Like, you know, I just like, I really enjoy your class. Like, I haven't really cared about any of this since high school. And, but like seeing a teacher like you, that's like put so much effort into being interesting and dynamic is really nice. And, and, you know, he like kind of was like, I didn't know what I was going to major in, but like, I walk away from your class, like still thinking about it. And I look forward to next time. And I'm wondering how I could be more involved. And the professor looks super uncomfortable and then just straight up is like, are we talking about class or me? I know. I was like, did I miss something? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, whoa, I had to rewatch it again. I was like, no, this guy's a creep too. Like, I don't understand what is happening. Creepy professors now. Like, like, can we just get Jack having a crush on a student? Like, I I just like, I'm sorry. Like my fucking, my kingdom for that storyline. And like Jack gets super flustered and he's like, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not. And he's like, I mean, I am, but I'm like not into you like that. And like, Ooh. yeah. And then the professor's like, oh, oh, okay, it's fine. Do you want to like walk with me? And you're just like, what? Like What's what happening right now? Is, yeah. What am I watching? What <laughs> yeah. is this? Like, okay. Yeah. Feels like you don't know what story you're telling season six. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Anyway, we're going to go back to another shitty storyline where Pacey is struggling to like replicate the sale or whatever. Yeah. He's on the phone with one Mr. Fricky, which I have to assume Uh, is not Fred Fricky, the B&B reviewer, but possibly, but yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, Rich comes up to him and he's like, he gives him like a, a, you know, packet of quarters. And he's like, let me buy you lunch. He's like, oh my God. Yeah. He's like, you get five minutes for lunch. No one else is getting a lunch today. So you'd be grateful for this five minutes and there's like 50 cents mandated. Like it's like if you work longer than six hours, you get a 30 minute break, minute break, federal, federal law. Like, come on. Yeah. But those, those, uh, stockbroker firms, I don't think care much about federal law. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like anything. It's like you have to report it. So if yeah. you hold the cards of like, well, then we'll ruin you. You know, yeah. there's like outsized power. Um, yeah. So Ooh. Casey's like in the lounge, like the employee lounge and a bunch of dudes are talking about this big sale and like Casey's like, oh, like what happened? Give me the goss. And they say basically that Rich sold this to the guy that Pacey actually sold to. Yeah, like took Rich took the credit for Pacey's sale. And yeah, Pacey's and they like, like super bummed. And like the the other stockbroker is like, Rich is the man. Oh my god, I can't believe he did that. He's the boss, you know. And then and like, someone else like makes some like, are you gay for him kind of thing? And I'm just like, oh my god, get me out of this like fucking sausage fest. Get totally. Oof. Totally. It's fucking so wild. I know. (laughs) And like Pacey's like super bummed and like, I don't know. It's like too soon to care. Like, I don't really understand what I'm supposed to care about. Yeah. Like like, you're just like rich is an asshole. Okay. Like Danny was a little bit more ambiguous. So like at first obsession with him was like, this isn't going to end well, but I'm seeing it. I see it, you know? Rich, you're just like, I don't get this. I don't get it, you know? And like, oh, you took credit for your work? Yeah. Yeah, No shit. Yeah. Yeah. Tracks. Yeah. Okay. Um, What? Like, what? I don't know. No, totally. Uh, 
Totally. And like Pacey's just like gives the money away to some other guy because he's like, I can't possibly use this 50 cents that uh, Rich gave me or whatever. <laughs> to buy like a bag of sun chips. Like, yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> anyway, so then we go back to Hell's Kitchen and like Eddie walks in and is like, oh, do you start today? And like mm-hmm. Joey's like, yeah. And then like she orders drinks from him for a table because she can't pour the alcohol. And he's like, oh, well, it's going to be fun babysitting you today like he's kind of a dick to her but like also i kind of get it where he's like oh god yeah like now i, I gotta agree pour all the drinks. Like, yeah because his you know past of being a dick you understand why she's like this fucking asshole like i cannot yeah, like, deal with another asshole right today now. yeah but exactly. then also like i hear him where he's like great why do they keep hiring people that give me more work you know right. Um, so like, I understand where he's coming from, which is why, like, I'm like, maybe this is why I like Eddie, because all the storylines in the beginning are so fucked up. And I'm like, Eddie is like a breath of fresh air, you know? Totally. Um, yeah. And he's just like, she's like, do you have to give me a hard time today? Like, I know you miss class, but if you want to give me shit about the email, just like shut the fuck up, like, you know, whatever. And, um, and Eddie's just like, I don't really know what you're talking about. And like, I don't care about you or your day. Yeah. Like, like I don't not? spend my free time thinking about how to torture you. And yeah. you're like, is that really where the bar is? Okay. Right. But also wow, like, I'm pleased that this guy isn't like obsessed with torturing Joey. A hundred percent. But also like, I do like what he says where he's like, you know, Joey, like once we like stop talking to you, we don't like some walk into some void. Like we all have our own lives and like Mm -hmm. some of us don't even think about you at all. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, sorry, some shitty Ivy League kids made fun of your email, but like, I don't really care. Like, you know, and And he also is kind of like, why do you care? Yeah. Um, yeah, which I like actually really appreciated because I'm like, I sometimes think Joey needs, like, I think everyone needs to hear this sometimes, but like right now, I think Joey kind of needs to hear it. Like, yeah, like I, I understand her trauma and it's very yeah, same, real same, same, and same. very yeah. horrific. But at the other hand, it's like something stupid is going to happen on campus in the next 18 hours and like no one's going to even remember what happened to you, yeah. you know? And totally. like, yeah, like, you know, I, I definitely, and especially like after like just, the last you know situation where it's like oh then this guy just fell in love with me over the summer and like all of a sudden like Dawson's in a healthy relationship but he saw one of my drawings and he's in love with me again you know and like the whole like Joey is such a queen or like yeah then Charlie wanted to be a changed man for me like I think like Eddie is just like dude I don't care I don't give a fuck about you. Like I yeah. live my life. I'm doing my own yeah. thing. Like, yes. Like, you know, it's like one of those things where like, girl, you're hot, but like, no, no. Yeah. I understand that you exist in this world. Yeah. So then at the end of the workday, Pacey's like waiting for Rich and like confronts him about stealing his sale. I guess maybe Rich is like stealing his commission. That's the only thing I can think that would like actually work you up about this. And he's like, you know, it's like one of those things where like, I agree where it's like, okay, is he selling commission? But then that's like a flaw in the commission system, you know, like how you report that and everything. Um, Right. And he's like, you know, why would you take time out of your day to build me up if you're going to steal my glory? And like, there's this part of me that's like rich stealing his glory is 100% believable. Yeah. 
Like news alert, news alert. The way that rich people get rich is by stealing from other people. Yeah. Like that is how you get rich. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly from their labor. employees. Yeah. yeah. Usually it's labor, but it's, you know, some, but if you're Donald you know, Trump, sometimes it's a, a, an amalgamation of things, including yeah. labor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and like rich, like, and I also think this is authentic too. He's like, I don't care it's business. Like I'm not looking for a fucking mentee. Like, you know, you haven't taken your series seven. So this is how it works, you know? Yeah. And then he says this line that's like, and some, and like, why do you think that someone didn't do the exact same thing to me? And I'm like, that line of thinking makes me nuts. It makes me so like want to throw things. Yeah. Because it's like, I was abused. So like, you should be too. And it's like, right. I, I'm sorry that that happened to you, but can we um, dismantle these systems of oppression? Like, well, it's like the same line of thinking, break these generational traumas, you know? Well, and it's the same line of thinking that's like, you know, oh, well I paid off my student loans. So now no one should have their student loan debt forgiven. And it's mm-hmm. like, get fucked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, get fu- what a fucking shitty weight thing to think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. And like, so it's this, it's funny. Cause like Jen and I have had these conversations before about like being female managers to other women, you know, where mm-hmm. it's like, where my thing is like, I want to tell you how I wish it was. And I want to tell you how I wish this would change. And also I want to be real with you about how to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. And those two things sometimes don't look the same. And I think that it's wrong and I hate it, but also that sometimes those things don't look the same. Yeah. You know? So anyway, um, so we go to hell's kitchen. Yeah. Rich is like, uh, you know, why don't you just walk away or maybe you'll like it and you want to be like me, the choice is yours. Yeah. You're just like, Ugh. like, I don't know, like the stakes just aren't there yet for yeah. me, for Pacey. Like, I agree. I don't know. Like, so it's just like, I get it that he's looking for a mentor and like, I understand on the one hand, he's trying to be this person he thinks Audrey wants, but mm-hmm. like, it's hard because we also heard him saying like, I don't know if I want to be with do Audrey. This. Yeah. Like, well, I and I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. So yeah, we go to hell's kitchen and Jen and Audrey and Jack are getting drinks from Joey and Jen is so sweet. So nice. She asked Joey, like, how are you doing about the email? Like, you know. Yeah, like you had such a bad day. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. And like, <laughs> that sucks. And Joey's like, yeah, we don't really do closure all that well in these parts. And I was like, I mean, at least you can be glib about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And Audrey's no. like gassing her up, like, girl, don't worry. Like, no one, I didn't even hear anyone talk about it. Like, you know, like yeah. it wasn't even a big deal. And then Joey is like, you weren't even on campus all day. And we're so like, everyone just knows. Everyone's cool with this. Like, I just like, what? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's weird because, like, all of the storylines, it's like, there's not. Well, and if I was it. Joey, I would be like, bitch, you better not get kicked out. Cause then they're going to put a new person in my room. Well, yeah. And, and just for Joey's vibe, she's obsessed with school. So like, yeah. I think it would be like giving her anxiety of like, why aren't you going to school? What's going yeah. on? You What's know? Going so on? Like, mm-hmm. Because like her head wouldn't compute, you know? Yeah. Um, and then Jen is like, 
well, does Dawson know about the email? And I'm like, finally, someone's asking this, like, you know? Yeah. Um, and Joey's like, yeah, no, no. he does not. Yeah. And then interesting. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good question. I I would assume it's because as soon as she saw it sent, she like had another thing to freak out about. So she like, didn't even think about this, but But, I agree. But then also she's acting like, well, yeah, now I'm not going to send it because everyone else has read it, read it and like given me their like critique on it. Right. And like, I don't know. Okay. Like fine. But like, also like, well, you wanted to write it. You wanted to send it to him. Like, you want this closure, you know, despite like what your friends are telling you that maybe it's not a good idea, but you still want to do it into your life. So like the, why, like, why aren't you following through? I don't know. It's so interesting to me. Yeah, totally. And what I wish this episode would have been about instead of just torturing her, you know, uh-huh. Um, yeah, because Jen's like, maybe this isn't a bad thing that he doesn't have, didn't get the email. Like now you have this space and you have a clean slate. Yeah. And Jack's like, you know, like personal humiliation is a lot worse than the public kind. So like, I totally agree. And I Audrey, do too. <laughs> and Audrey's like, are you delusional? Y'all are crazy. And Jack like dead eyes her of like, bitch. Fucking stop it. Fucking We're stop trying it. to make this positive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. And Audrey's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no, you're right, Jack. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And at that and moment, it, Pacey walks in and, and Audrey, Audrey like just it climbs him like a tree, girl. He okay. Br- bounds out of her stool and like jumps on him. Pacey. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. She and she's like, never go back to work again. Like, I, you know, whatever. And Paisley says hi to everyone. And then Jen just demolishes him in this like amazing low-key way. She's like, she says, looks at his suit and says, Hey, Mr. Winter, we're not drinking. We swear. And I was yeah. like, oh, girl, that was a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> And then then Joey kind of is like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so she notices that he's like not in the best mood. Totally. And then Jen looks over at Eddie and she's like, Joe, who's that guy? Is that guy? Yeah. (laughs) And she's like, he's pretty dreamy. And Joey starts to go and she's like, yeah, he's great, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. And then she kind of looks and he's like, the size of which rivals the one on my shoulder. (laughs) Like I was like, okay. And she's like, you know, I guess he's fine. Like he's okay. So yeah. And like, you know, whatever, but it's one of those things where it's like, Oh, aren't they meant to be? They're both like got (laughs) chips on their shoulder and like really frustrating people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if those, I don't know if two wrongs make a right, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, Audrey, oh, like Jack's like, oh, did Emma go home? And Joey's like, yeah. And Audrey then like jealously kind of asks if like Emma runs around in her underwear and mm-hmm. asks them to zip things up for her. And Jack's like, oh yeah, we all took a bath together this morning. Like, yeah, he's like, and then Jen just like is in annihilation mode. She, cause she looks at Jack and is like, I thought you only took baths with grams. And I was just <laughs> like, what the fuck? Jen's just taking everyone down today. <laughs> 
it's awesome i'm I mean, here i'm for here it. for it yeah, i'm here totally, for it totally. which is why like you know and i'm sure it's a scheduling thing but i'm like why emma could we just yeah, get like have jen be awesome jen, the whole time yeah Jack and pacey together at all times they're like right, the best totally. characters yeah and so we see like pacey kind of calls audrey over and they go outside to kind of have a talk and and pacey's like confiding in her about how mm-hmm. the day went and it, like, I really like it. Like I struggle yeah, with their relationship because yeah, me like, too. you're just like, what is this? But like, I love she's... that he immediately wants to confide in her about his day, you know? And it's like a way in which we haven't seen any other relationship on the show, really. Yeah. I mean, I guess we did see it with Dawson and Jen where it was yeah, like, how'd bit. your yeah. night go? And stuff like that. Yeah. And like, you know, these are like the real authentic parts of a relationship. So sure. when you see it, you're like, why haven't we seen this more? <laughs> you know? Totally. Totally. Cause like, cause Audrey too, I mean, you know, to, to give Audrey her credit as well, like we cut to outside and she's like, this is bullshit. Like he yeah. can't get away with that. Like what the hell? And like Pacey's kind of like downplays it and is like, you know, well, this is just how they do business. And like, I know that now, but like, now I just got to figure out how I'm going to get through these days, you know? Yeah. And, and Audrey, I mean, to her credit is like, dude, that does not sound like a way to live. Like you're 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she's just like, this is the time in our lives where we should be like living it up, like yeah. making mistakes, like having fun, like having yeah. a good time, you know? And like, you know, I think it's like, they're both right. You know, totally. and that's like, totally. Those are the moments we love to see where they're like, you're, life isn't a binary, you know, <laughs> like, well, Casey's like, you know, I have to like make money and pay rent. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not being bankrolled by anyone. Yeah. He's just like, we're from two different worlds. Like, yeah. you know, and he's just like, I just need respect. And she's like, I respect you. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's like, yeah, I know. And that's why I love you. But I want like the rest of the world to respect me, you know? Yeah. And like, I know this is supposed to explain the rich of it all, the rich Rinaldi situation, but like it doesn't. I agree with you. I agree with you. Uh, I just think that like, I think that like Pacey, it's hard for me to believe that Pacey is even giving this guy this much rope that he's giving him. And like, yes, I'll give it to him. He's giving him less rope than he gave Danny, but like, it's hard to believe that he's giving him this much. Like it is very apparent that that guy is a total sleep. Yeah. Like, of course he's giving him less rope. Like rich is clearly a piece of shit. And Danny, like, you know, wasn't as women were like, that guy is sketchy, but like, you could understand from like what the interactions we saw only with him and Pacey and not with the other people, you could see how Pacey was like, no, I don't see it, you know? Right. Um, But like with rich, he's, such trash and like I don't know it's hard because like you'd kind of get the vibe that Audrey's like I don't care that if you have money or not you know and so this like goal that Pacey has of like well that's how I have to like prove myself and maybe in that way I will feel connected to Audrey again it's like a self-inflicted goal you know so that's like weird totally Cause, cause yeah, like she's, they kind of have that conversation where he's like, I want to make something for myself. 
And then like, she's kind of like, I'm sorry if you think I've been a waste of time. And he's like, you know, that's not what I mean. Like, and yeah. you know that that's not what I mean. And I, I had this moment when he says that to her and like, when she's so insecure where I was like, I, I don't think actually, I think on this rewatch is when I'm really noticing this the most is like, I don't think I've ever noticed how obvious it is that Audrey needs people noticing her spy, spiraling mm-hmm. like this early on, mm-hmm. like, you know, no spoilers or anything, but like, I'm already like, I am very concerned yeah. at what's going on with Audrey. And like, I, there's this part of me that's like, nobody seems to be noticing because partially because she is such a bubbly person. Mm-hmm. Like, and I actually am here for that story of like people who have a kind of bubbly personality that it's like sometimes harder to pick out, like that right. they're struggling. Well, I mean, let's be real. This, this group of friends have never noticed a spiral. Like all of our sure. characters have spiraled out, you know, one season or the other. <laughs> sure. Sure. For Joey. I don't know if Joey's had a spiral. I mean, one could maybe argue that the the wilder storyline was a bit of a spiral, but um, Mm -hmm. but I but I get that it's not in the same way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um anyway, like, you know, she's like she's like he he she says you know i respect you and he's like okay i get it but like i need respect out there and then he's yeah. like but right now what i need is sleep yeah she's and he's like, like can, can we, we just go, go home, home? We, and like just sleep like you she's know. so soft with him though like it like kind of oh it pulled up my heart because she's like you know we can go like whatever you want to do we'll go yeah we'll go home and then she's like you know is it always going to be like this and he's like, I don't like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah. And they like, you know, she's like, well, we don't have to go to sleep right away. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no. And they're just like fucking cute. Like, I know. I agree. And like, they have this like dynamic where you're like, I don't know, like it could work, you know? Well, it's she's a- so much fun and she brings out a fun side of him that I think like he needs to have brought out. Like, you know, like well, I think she he's a he's a communicative person, you know, mm. and she he needs someone who is is the same that yeah. like can can hear him and understand him yeah. and like, you know, get him and and be a little bit wild mm-hmm. so that she like quote needs quote saving or whatever, <laughs> but like also is like on his level, like intuitively and like communication wise Mm -hmm. so you can kind of see like like I just think that like he felt a safe space to be like I had a bad day and I want to talk to you about it you know totally and like you know I I like I think he's done that with other people but you can see how his growth has gotten him to this place where he's able to communicate like in a 360 like what he feels you Mm -hmm. know and like Again, like I can see why he's like, I want to be rich for Audrey, like, you know, because yeah, I think yeah. that's what she needs. And so like you, you know, you buy it. But then when you're in the story with Rich, I like I I'm like, right. This doesn't it's really harder make to buy. sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we go into um, Hell's Kitchen and Jack and Jen are like saying bye to to Joey. Yeah. And she goes over to Eddie, Joey does, and, you know, he hands her the tips for the night and she starts to apologize to him about earlier, which. Yeah. 
pretty big moment for Joe. I know. And he's like, you know, don't sweat it. And then yeah. he's like, did I miss anything in class? And she's like, no. Yeah. And here is where we are once again. I know. Supposed to get Sophie B. Hawkins as I lay me down. It's so and- weird because like she a song plays on the jukebox it's in the streaming it's not yeah. that song yeah but like her face reacts and you're like wait what's happening I mean, <laughs> this is so obviously not the song. the song like you know like and so it's weird because like it is such a part of the scene yeah that like they didn't Why pay for it didn't they get the rights to it you and know? you have it three times yeah, and like, like in the again, first, you know, season six was filmed when street, like when um, you know, DVDs, DVDs already existed. So yeah, the like contracts, you know, yeah. should have been updated probably. Yeah, yeah, it's like so on, bizarre. Guys. So yeah, Sophie B. Hawkins plays and she, her face like falls. So like this is the moment when you kind of get an idea of what the email was about. Yeah. That it wasn't a romantic email. It was like a, we're done. Yep. And hearing this song is fucking with me because I used to have this good memory associated with it. And it still is a memory of Dawson. But at this point in my life, Dawson isn't a good memory. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, to Eddie's credit, he notices immediately her face fall and it's he just so sweet. It's really sweet. He looks over and he's like, God, I hate this song. Yeah. And he like smiles at her and she's like, yeah, me too. And I don't know if this is supposed to be a longer scene where they talk about what they hate about it. I feel like someone said that to me, but I can't remember. But in any case, he goes over to the jukebox and like hits the hits it so that the song will change. Yeah. Um, and they like clean up the restaurant together. And I kind of liked that they had this moment. Like, I agree. Yeah, no, it's super sweet. Like in a quiet, intuitive moment, you know, mm-hmm. of like, you're obviously uncomfortable because of this song. I don't need to know the details. Like I actually kind of don't care, but like I can fix yeah. this situation, you know, it's, yeah. it's really sweet. Um, and yeah. like, I don't know, I guess it's just like, I don't like the, like, I'm snarky and then I'm, but also soft because like Pacey, <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, eh, like we've already done this. I know one's yeah. going to be better at it than like Pacey and Joey, in my opinion. Sure. But at least with Eddie at this point, he isn't still an asshole, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Having it's to watch shorter trajectory. be a piece of shit over and over, Professor Wilder be a piece of shit over and over. You're just like, yeah. no. AJ. AJ. Yeah. Oh my God, AJ. Like, you're just like, I can't watch yeah. this. Like, Henry, yeah. like, oh my God, I cannot give a fuck about this. Right. So, like, you know, the quick, the swift, like, oh no, he's all, he's also soft and like, whatever. You're like, okay, I, I can buy in this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So then the next morning, you know, Jack comes down again and we kind of get this repeat of this morning scene. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Emma's like, oh, you did the dishes. And Jack's like, I'm pretty sure that was Pacey. Like he left before the crack of dawn. And like, Emma's like, oh, he cleans and leaves before I wake up. Like not too shabby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Better than any boyfriend I've ever had, you know? Yeah. And then like Jack confides in her about mm-hmm. his encounter with the professor. And like, yeah. I love this. I love 
when we get a recap of what went down and how someone felt about it, because like, you know, often I want to know with Jack, I kind of did know how you felt about it, but like, it doesn't matter. I love this because this is what you do when you're with your friends, you're like, and then this happened. And then like, let me tell you every detail and like, whatever. Yeah. So like, and this is what I've always felt the show itself is lacking, you know, but it's again, it's with Emma. Yeah. Emma. Yeah. You know, cause like, I mean, it's not, it's not that Emma does anything wrong. Like she's like, Oh, are you into him? She like totally asked the right questions. And he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, I don't need him to know that. And she's like, you know, you're, she's like, look, Jack, your professor should be flattered that you're into him. And then like, you know, they kind of like have this nice moment together of like, yeah. Like, and it's fine. You want them to meet new people and expand their world yeah. and everything, but like, she's just in the gen sort of. Yeah. Role. Yeah. And, it, and then also like, I don't know, something is weird about like how they go to college and like, but like all of the extra characters, like so few of them are actually in college with them. I am as at Berkeley's college of music. But like not with them. No, not with them. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. So and then like, you know, they just have this nice, this like cute. Moment. Yeah, it's sweet and you know. Yeah. It's fine. And like yeah. I just need to get over Emma. It being Emma and just be like <laughs> fine with it, you know. Yeah. So then we go back to Pacey's work and he's there. He's got his hair slicked back like rich. Mm-hmm. He's the first person in the office. He's like studying for his series seven. So, you know, and Rich just kind of gives him a little like nod of like, yeah, "Yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. And then Joey's late again, again, she's like running across. Like, I just like, I, I will need an explanation for this. Yeah. Just give me a one throwaway line. I know. And she walks into class and Hudson gives her shit again about her email. Like he's a dick about that and a bunch of different things. Like, mm-hmm. and then she just like goes off on him, which she absolutely should. And she's like, you know, yesterday, like you ranted for 20 minutes. Like I'm late because, you know, you never fucking do anything in the first 20 minutes of this class. You just like tell us how bitter and awful you are. And like yesterday you like had some big rant about my personal life. So like, why the fuck would I come on time? (laughs) I mean, thanks so much. I think we're supposed to be impressed with this. Like, Oh, she grew up. She like got, she got him. She, she stood up for herself. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Just, yeah. I mean, I think your solution is better. Walk out of the class and report him. Yeah. Just like, yeah. There are <laughs> other people that I can learn from. There totally. are other places I can spend my time. Totally. There are other places I can fucking be. Listen. And I will not feel safe <laughs> in this situation. So I'm out of here. Listen, there are plenty of mediocre white men just itching to teach you about all of the other mediocre white male authors that they can possibly make you read. Believe you me, you know, maybe you'll get a Virginia Woolf every once in a while. No one will talk about the fact that she was in love with a woman, but um, you know, fine. If you want that, that is available and pretty much anywhere you look. So, and like, I guess I'm just like from you know, Joey's stated 
you know, enjoyment <laughs> uh-huh. of the academic experience at Worthington and how much she loved last year. Like, you know, that's yeah. what she said at the end. Like, I just like, I don't see this as a learning environment that is academic. You right. Know? It's combative. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like even, you know, barring my personal vibe of like, <laughs> you know, the way I feel about academia, like this, what is she learning here? You know what I mean? Like right. that she's paying to learn how much money. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like, so, okay, cool. Like you learn to have a combative relationship with your professor. Like, you know, that's a lesson. Sure. Fine. I don't know why you need to pay $60,000 to learn that lesson, but I don't know why you need to read Philip Roth to learn that lesson. <laughs> As a kid masturbates with a liver, Aaron, <laughs> but like, okay, cool. And like, I don't know. And, and it's hard, like, it's hard to feel impressed by that, you know, like sure. her being like, I got him. I spoke back in class and you're just like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and don't like know. Eddie does give her a little like wink and a nod, like good, good on you kid kind of thing. Yeah. Which like, I, I like that Eddie acknowledges it, but also like just stand up for her. Jesus Christ. You know, yeah, like especially since like the previous time he was like cutting her down, you know, yeah. when he spoke in class. So like yeah, yeah, it's just like a it's a weird thing. And like, you know, as like a if I wasn't the Joey in the situation, I would be uncomfortable in a different way of like, yeah, hey, um, I'm also paying to be here too, and I don't want to be in a combative environment. So well, also, is like, this what how the fuck this is going to have to do with anything? Is yeah. this how this is going to go? Because yeah. like, I don't want to pay for this shit either. Like, you know, totally. Um, yeah. So that's weird. And then we're gonna go over and finally see Dawson. Yeah, there's a button on this episode. Many of you have written into us to tell us that James Vanderbeek asked to be in this show as little as possible in season six. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's where he's only in this in this button. He's in this episode for like yeah. literally like 30 seconds. Um, and he's at a movie studio, he's trying to write an email to Joey. And is struggling with it much like she did. And, you know, except instead of having a friend like Audrey to help him at all, Todd just yells at him to come back to work and he deletes the email. And yeah, you know, and like, again, I just need to reiterate that, like, I feel sorry for the Dawson and Joey fans. I do too. I mean, I, I think, you know, that's a great point. I feel sorry for them as well. I feel like, you know, I mean, I feel like if I, if I were going to rewrite Dawson's Creek, you know, episode by episode, scene by scene, I would change a lot of season two to give mm-hmm. you, cause I think like if you had, if they had had a long relationship, if there yeah. had been like, you know, if you had had time for them to be happy not just an episode and a half of them being happy, yeah. but like, time of them really like sinking into it and like and then slowly coming to the realization that like they weren't working um yeah like like, I I think that like her in trying to break up with him in in the dance episode if he had been like 
I love you. And then like, she was like, oh, okay. You know, right. and stayed with him like that. I feel like that would have been authentic, but also then we could have like had them in a like quote loving relationship where like, yeah. then it was like, well, what does this mean? And like, may, like, did that change anything or solve anything or whatever? Yeah, right. I agree. Um, season two is when we should have gotten like more of an understanding as to like, their what made them good and what yeah. made them work and what made mm. them and and you know you can break them up still and they're yeah. you know they're 15 in that season like 15 year olds break up like a lot like that's what yeah I mean it's like do. they yeah. break up you know Joey and Pacey and like I'm still rooting for them to be together to this day like you know even though like I in, think that they should in, have broken up when they yeah did like up. I yeah. totally understand why they broke up it needed to happen it was fucking horrific to watch but it was horrific to watch them together at that point so it's like something's got to give you know yeah but like you know and then every time you see them on screen together and up into this point in season six you're like damn they're fire you know Mm -hmm. and like I wish we could have I could have felt that way about her and Dawson too, you know I don't but I know people do but like what a bummer that like you know after selling us on their dynamic and their Mm -hmm you know, there will, they won't, they, they, they can't even write an email to each other about like what went down. Like even in the last episode, I was like, you know, like they can't even like have a, a conversation with like calmer heads, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To like, see if Dawson will apologize, <laughs> but like that, you know what I mean? Like it just yeah. wasn't even available. And I was like, wow, that's kind of wild, you know? Um, I get it, but it was still wild to me. And then to this, where like they can't even write an email to each other about what happened. Right. right. Sucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And I think you know, I get it. If if I were a Dawson and Joey fan, I would be pissed. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I've said this before about I hate I hate triangles. Like I hate romantic triangles anyway. But like, I think the ones that I, if I have to watch them, the ones that I like are the ones where it's like, you really don't know. You know, like, like I've said it before, like the one in Sweet Home Alabama, Mm -hmm. where it's like, they're both great. Like, it's really just about picking the one that she like, yeah, wants. No, I think um, we got tagged recently in like a EW, like greatest TV couples of all time because Casey and Joey were like like number number 10 or something of that. Yeah. Yeah, Or 20 or something. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And, but one of the couples was Kelly and Dylan from 90210. And I was like, excuse me. Kelly and Dylan? Yeah. And I was like, excuse me, like. Uh, what about Brenda and Dylan, you know, but I, or Kelly I know and Brandon, that, well, yeah, I, I mean, Kelly and Brandon, I felt like we're a better match, Yeah, but like, you know, I think that's one of those, some, it, a similar situation in the sense where like, there are people that like Kelly and Dylan and people like Kelly and Brandon and sure. they're like, or sorry, um, uh, Brenda and Dylan, Brenda and Dylan. And you are like, well, I disagree, but like, yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But Kelly and Dylan aren't bad together. Yes, 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 yes. They're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, you're wrong if you think that, but also, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like it's you Kelly know. and Brandon, and it's Brenda and Dylan, and yes. I will hear nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know, yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. okay Um, but to each but theoretically you can have your own opinion if you must (laughs) (laughs) 
But this one, you're just like, I don't know. Every time they get a shot, like Joey and Dawson, like it just like. It immediately it, crumbles. Immediate, immediately. It's so like, I don't know. It's yeah. so pity. Um, well, and even like at the end of season two, it's like what they get, like maybe two or three episodes of being like happy. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's actually the most they get. I know <laughs> exactly. That's like, like the they least... go on that double date with Mitch and mm-hmm. Machinamic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then like, and then like they have like the first part of the season finale mm-hmm. where they're like they're snuggling like... in bed or whatever. And yeah, like... exactly. And then like they, like he's with her during Abby's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the wedding. Oh, and the, like the end of the wedding that well, that's when where, they get together, or the beginning of the wedding, or the ba- the beginning of the episode after the wedding where they're about to fuck in Joey's room or in Dawson's room. Yeah, and that's and then Jen's dead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's like I don't know, like four or five episodes at the end, four episodes where like it's like not even, together. it's like two and a half. Yeah, yeah, because they like get together at the end of one and they break up. Yeah, you know, in Pretty the finale. Quickly. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's just like I don't know, it's kind of a bummer. Um, but so like, that's the, that's, that's the meat and potatoes of that relationship is that part, right? Yeah, like, yeah. cause the first time they date the six episodes that they date, it's like all drama. It's all drama from the yeah. get go. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So, so who are you rooting for? Who am I rooting for? I mean, I am kind of, I mean, I'm rooting for Joey to like get past this and like, you know, what happened to her is fucked. So like, I'm rooting for you girl. Like I'm rooting for Audrey to like figure her shit out. And I'm rooting for everyone to figure out that Audrey is struggling. Yeah. There's something Um, going on with her, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm rooting for Jen always. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for Pacey to like figure out what he wants, but also like, I hate this fucking stockbroker storyline. Yeah. Like it does make some sense. So I'm not like, Oh, like Mm -hmm. this is so stupid, but like, I can see him trying to go for a job like this at this point being like, okay, you know? Yeah. Like, and Lord knows I've had my moments of like, Maybe yeah. I don't want to be this goddamn poor anymore. And like, yeah, like, no, should totally. I just sell out everything that I love for money? I mean, I, I think that is definitely something that crosses my mind on yeah, occasion. So I get it. Crosses everyone's mind, you know, sure, like a sure. constant, like, yeah, struggle. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, you know, I feel you, my brother, like mm-hmm. I, I totally get that. <sighs> I guess it's like, hard, like that storyline I buy and I understand, but then to add the element of like him thinking Rich is a mentor is yeah. like, that's where I think that of this storyline is where I really struggle. Cause I'm like, I don't yeah. see it really. And also just like, I don't think Pacey would think of that guy as a mentor. Yeah. That's the thing is like, like I could see him like a if they built their relationship like a few episodes in, like kind of similar with, with Danny, with Danny, where it was like, they kind of, okay, I see you built it. Yeah. Where you, you saw Pacey a little bit falling in love, but with Rich, he, he's like immediately like, can you believe he sold me out? I'm like, yes, I can. What What is happening? That guy, that's the only thing that guy was going to do. 
Yeah. And like, yeah. and like Pacey knows asshole dude. So like, right. you know what I mean? Like that you're like, what is going on? It's so weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like, I don't know, I'm rooting for Dawson to be honest. I mean, like, obviously he's not in this episode, which whatever, but you know, he's struggling too with what went down. Sure. Like, I think that he is in the wrong and he should have apologized to Joey, but, um, you know, he obviously like has conflicted feelings about it. Um, and so like, I want him to like sort that out, whatever that means or whatever he wants, you know? Um, yeah, but yeah. And I mean, Jack, it's like, I don't want to say I'm rooting for Jack because I think this, I don't want him anywhere near a professor. Yep. Exactly. And a married one at that. And, you know, it's like a weird, you don't need that shit, bro. Yeah. And it's hard because like, we kind of got the storyline we wanted, but over the summer where we didn't see it, you know, like I kind of, I want to see slutty Jack, like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I would love to see that, like the slutty Jack and like maybe someone calling him out or him like two-timing someone or like, I don't know, like that kind of storyline of like, well, what kind of person do you want to be, Jack? Totally. You know, um, I would find that more interesting than like whatever totally. we've got going on now. Um, totally. You know, and I'd love Jen yeah. just to have her own storyline. <laughs> I mean, amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So for our listener corner, this is from LA. Um, okay. This one topic is extremely close to my heart. Aaron, what do you think each character's star sign based on the narrative of the show and not when episodes air Pacey's birthday is meant to be right after Christmas break, making him possibly an Aquarius and Joey's birthday being just before school starts makes her either a Virgo or a Libra. And at some point, Someone says Jen's birthday is in May, making her a Taurus, which hugely tracks for me. I, I agree. I think Jen's a Taurus. Um, what can we speculate about their charts? What do we think Dawson's sign is? Jack, Andy, Grams. Would love to know what other people think about potential star signs of these characters. My money is on Mitch being a Scorpio. I've already said that. He's him and Gail are Scorpios. Duo. Like, duo. So we actually do know the exact date of Dawson's birthday. We found out when he goes to that film festival, he tells Nikki Green, I think it's Mm. March 5th. I think it was the 5th, but we know for sure he's a Pisces, which totally tracks. That's like the creative one with like the old soul. And like a lot of people don't fuck with Pisces men. I'm just going to say it. It's it's a thing. They're like, that's the oldest sign of the zodiac so like they also can be like crotchety old people in their energy you know what i mean where you're just like Mm. no but they're the most they're considered like creatives and like water signs so they're all like fluid or weird i totally think dawson is a pisces um i also do think pacey is an aquarius because like they're like the philosophical ones that can be like totally just all over the place. My fiance is an Aquarius. I have a lot of Aquarius men in my life because it's the exact opposite of Leo. Um, so I definitely think that mostly because I agree if his birthday is right after Christmas, I don't think he's a Capricorn. Like he doesn't give me Capricorn energy. Mm. 
Andy does. I'm pretty sure Andy's a Capricorn. Like, yeah, because they're like strong headed, driven, like very focused, um, in this like very driven way. Um, Mm. they're the exact, like, they're like the kind of energy that Leo don't get along with. Um, okay. We, we both know that about each other. Um, because they're like very meticulous. Um, yeah, Joey is like a wild card because like in the U S when school starts in college, it could be August. So she could be a late Leo, but I just don't think she's a Leo. I don't see that about her. I 100% think she's a Virgo. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jen is definitely a Taurus. Jack it's hard because he's like sometimes slutty. So sometimes I think his rising is Scorpio, but like his sun sign, I think he's a cancer. He's giving me water energy for sure. And like super emotional and weird grams. I don't know. I can't, you can't judge old people. It's hard to say. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, those are my thoughts. Okay. Only one we know for sure is Dawson. Okay. I wish I had anything smart to contribute to this. I have not one thing, <laughs> but, but I really enjoyed listening to this. Um, okay. And for our art and artists, uh-huh. this is Heidi. Sorry. This is from Heidi. Regarding your season six topic about problems with how women and media are treated. If you haven't considered it already, I highly suggest you looking into Jeanette McCurdy. She was a Nickelodeon star after our younger years, but I'm familiar with her story because my nieces grew up watching her. Dan Schneider is a really awful person and Jeanette's experiences with him on set were truly horrific. She was forced into acting by her mother who also treated her poorly and caused her to have a lot of trauma to the point that she resents her whole career and wants nothing to do with it anymore. She sought a lot of therapy and has put a lot of hard work into overcoming her trauma. And I'm really proud of her for it, but the whole situation is just heartbreaking. Okay. So I looked up these two people because I had never heard of them. Okay. And so Dan Snyder was like a really big producer of Nickelodeon shows. Like, Yeah. I was going to say that that name rings a bell. Yeah. Like he did all of the Amanda Bynes joints, like all that. And that Mm. one with Jenny McCarthy or Mm -hmm. sorry, Jenny Garth. Mm-hmm. What was it called? But and uh-huh. then he did yep. like Zo- like he, he did Zoe 101 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. literally any Nickelodeon show that I never saw that was popular, he did. Okay. And then it came out that they had done an investigation in him, like Viacom did. And it he during Me Too, and it wasn't that there was sexual harassment, it was just like a horrifically toxic workplace. And then there were some like instances where like maybe it wasn't sexual harassment, but the storylines he was doing were like, these are teenagers, and like, why are we like telling these innuendos mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Like again, I haven't seen these shows, so like I don't know. This is just what I read from like. Uh, a deadline article. And so he left and he, you know, Nickelodeon, and he was like, no, we parted ways on good terms or whatever. But like, 
it seems like that's kind of true. clear, maybe good terms in the sense where he wasn't like fired, but it was like, yeah, know, we we're need you working. to leave now. We're done yeah. with it. We're <laughs> yeah, not exactly. renewing anything you're doing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like he's just like one of those people like, well, I worked my way up. I'm just, you know, whatever, like, just like mm-hmm. I'm meticulous or whatever. And you're like, well, you know, <laughs> seems like you suck actually creating a toxic environment. Yeah. And then this girl, Jeanette McCurdy, she was on. um, So she was on the show with Ariana Grande um, that is called Sam and Cat. And I think that's a spinoff of like iCarly. Okay. If I'm understanding correctly, please correct me if I'm wrong, but that's. I'm too old for this like <laughs> timeline, but she, um, yeah. And so she was on this and like, there was this, she had published in 2011 and wall street journal about her mom, like having cancer and like what that experience was like and like how much she loved her mom or whatever. And then her mom ends up dying from cancer and she goes through all this therapy and she comes out later and was like, oh, actually my mom was like emotionally and physically abusive to me and like gave me an eating disorder, like, and kind of, you know, tells Mm -hmm. all these like horrific things that her mom would say to her. And her mom was the one who wanted her to be famous Mm. and like wanted her to be a child star. And so when they, okay, this is from Wikipedia in October 2021 McCurdy revealed that she was emotionally and sexually abused by her mother. She stated that her mother was obsessed with making her a star and detailed how her mother contributed to her eating disorder. She also revealed that until she was 17 years old, her mother performed vaginal and breast exams on her, never letting her shower alone. McCurdy said that she refused to appear in the revival of iCarly because of the reminder of her mother's abuses on the original show and that her appearance on Sam and Kat was done to please her mother. I mean, I will Child say that stars are complicated. I, yeah, I was going to just say that. I, I actually think that like parents who, I don't know, this is maybe too broad a generalization, but a part of me thinks that any parent who lets their kid into Hollywood mm-hmm. should be brought up on child abuse charges. Like, or at least I'm like sorry, a welfare check or like, I don't know. I think that should be part of like sag Astra where it's like, <laughs> totally just growing up, you know, when we grew up where like you know, Drew Barrymore when we were kids was mm-hmm. like a child yeah. doing cocaine at clubs and people mm-hmm. were just like, this seems fine. Oh, she's like, emancipated. <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, exactly. And like, you know, that kind of stuff where it's just like, when you think about that, it's just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, the Corey's and, and Britney yeah. Spears. Yeah. And the Corey's and like, mm-hmm. you know, all these child stars, I think. Yeah. Like, but like when we were growing up, it was like Mm -hmm. those stories of those child stars from the eighties that like, you know, were a little older than us, but like you were seeing their downfalls Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. then like Disney's track record. I mean, like how has nobody researched like why every single Disney star Mm -hmm. ends up like an absolute mess, you know, like 
because like, I, yeah. I think that's partially on Disney, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you can't have that many people like f- cease to function after mm-hmm. working for you and not have that not be partially your fault. Right. right. And like, so I don't know, I have, I have very complicated feelings about child stars. Um, and I think like, you know, that's so hard because like, it's not, a, it's like, it's an interesting case study because it's like not a person on the show in the creative side of the show. Mm -hmm. That's like doing the harm. Not that this Dan Snyder guy doesn't seem like a douche nozzle. I'm sure he was fucking awful, Mm -hmm. but like, and you know, sort of thinking about busy Phillips and like James Franco, right. Like that, like, you know, she still loves freaks and geeks and like, Mm -hmm. like I follow her on Instagram and she's definitely like had her kids watch it and stuff like that. And like, my thing is like, I get that. And also at me as a consumer of this, like, how do I feel right? Mm -hmm. Like, cause I definitely feel differently seeing scenes with James Franco and busy Phillips and freaks and geeks now than I used to. We all know that James Franco's a rapist, you know, regardless James Franco's of a rapist. Yeah. his experience with Busy, Busy Phillips, Phillips, you know, so it's definitely super complicated to see him on screen. But it's like, I mean, to me, it's like if you grew up with a show like iCarly or what was it called, Salmon Cat? Yeah. Like there's this, there's this question to me of like, how then does your relationship change to it? Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's like kind of the question that I'm like, hovering around and I think the answers are different for different shows and different like media and different things where it's Mm -hmm. like you know I don't I mean I can't speak specifically to that show because I don't like I've heard of iCarly but like like Aaron said we're we're old enough we're too old like that was we weren't watching that um yeah and like so but, or, but it's like, you know, speaking of, um, the director of this episode, like growing pains, mm-hmm. it's like, I loved growing pains and I loved Mike Seaver and growing yeah. pains. Mm-hmm. And now it's like fucking unbearable to watch Kirk Cameron, like yeah, anywhere, do anything yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> Kirk Cameron's a nightmare, you know what yeah. I mean? And so it's like, it's, that's to me, to me when we're like, when the question is like, and, and this is putting a pin in the Dan Snyder part of this conversation, but like, if the question is this person was having a terrible time and it wasn't necessarily the fault of production, mm-hmm. like then what, and how do yeah. you go about like reconciling that? Yeah. I mean, those ones to me, like, and the history of Hollywood also like kind of backs this up is like when legislation needs to come in like you know it's like how in California we have the Coogan Act which is like named after this actor Jackie Coogan who was like the biggest child star in like the silent movie days and his parents stole all the money from him Mm -hmm. and so now he was on the little rascals I think right yeah I think so yeah. yeah and um now in California if you are like a under 18, like a certain amount of your paycheck immediately goes into your Coogan account. Like no one sees that money, like Mm -hmm. other than the, um, you know, payroll department. 
And so that there is like this protection, it's not like a lot. I think it's like 15%, but it's like, it's not nothing, you know? And this is one of the things that actually is talked about because that is it for California. It's not for other States. And also it, uh, reality TV is classified different. So that's like another thing that's being talked about is like reality TV stars, like the Duggars or like Johnny toddlers and or like those ones. Yeah. It's, it's actually considered a different type of filming. So they don't even have to pay the the kids because it's a documentary. So the, the payment structure is different and it it's like ripe for abuse, obviously in so many ways. As someone who worked in reality TV, it is ripe for abuse. Yeah. And that's and what I'll say on that. Yeah. There is no Coogan account, even mm-hmm. in California for um, those kids, for those kids. Uh, and like, you know, to me, it's like an easy fix, just write the legislation and move on, you know, or like mm-hmm. also have more welfare checks for uh, child stars, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, totally. And I mean, I think like, it's hard because it's like, if I know that there are some kids who are like, I, this is what I want to do. And I know Mm -hmm. it. And like, I know that like, as a parent, it's like, at what point do you just Mm -hmm. say like, okay, like we'll do it, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's like, I don't think it's as easy as like what I said at the beginning, but also, I do think that like, I mean, as someone who doesn't have kids at this point without having kids, so like, don't take my advice. I just think you just set a, an age point. Like I want that for you, but you can't have it till you're 16. <laughs> totally. You know? And like, I think about my own mother and my own parents who would, you know, if I had wanted that, you know, they would have, I, I don't think my mother would have ever allowed that until I had graduated from high school. And then it's like, or at least till you were like 16, like you could mm-hmm. actually work or something like that, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. But then, you know, I keep, then, I mean, not that this, not that this makes it better or anything, but then I think about like these performances, like, you know, Claire Danes on my so-called life or, mm-hmm. you know, Natalie Portman in the professional or whatever, where you're like, that performance is so good. And like, I do wonder how they felt about it sometimes or felt about being an actor sometimes, Yeah, but also like, you know, there are Anna Paquin in the piano. It's like, you know, you do have these kids who put on these like stellar performances and like, Mm -hmm. I get it. There's some TV shows you can't do without kids on set. And like the Goonie, you can't make the Goonies without kids. Like, you know, and yeah, so there's like this part of me or stand by me. You can't make it without kids. Like I get it, but also like, good God, like it just yeah, destroys it's, people. It's hard because it's like, you're basically saying your enjoyment is worth like potentially ruining a child's life. You know, but I, I don't think that, where, but I, yeah, but I but think like, that's the way I always feel about that. You know, I, it's like, it's like the same way when I'm like, we just need to make opioids illegal and people are like well but my elderly parent benefits from it and I'm like yeah but I just don't think that pain is managing that pain is worth like decimating communities 
that's like, call me a utilitarian, you know, I am a reader of John Stuart Mill, but like, you know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I'm not arguing that like, you know, I, I love stand by me and thus we Mm -hmm. should have child actors. I'm, what I'm saying is that like, I think it's complicated that we do have child actors and Mm -hmm. thus have to grapple with what that means. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, sure. In a perfect world, you know. Yeah. And it's like, if we have a federal labor law that says that people should make seven twenty-five an hour, and if you're a tipped employee to 17 an hour, like what kind of protections do you think are federally there for children? Right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Especially as like production shifts to like, you know, states with weak labor laws, like Georgia, Georgia. and, um, you know, Michigan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think that's a really interesting case and thank you Heidi for bringing it to our attention. I mean, I wish that I could speak a little more about like the nuance of it, but also mm-hmm. I think like, I think that like, you know, for a situation like that, that's, that's fucking hard. And those showbiz parents, like, yeah, it feels like they come in one of two forms, which is either like non-existent or like, you know, gypsy Rose Lee from mm-hmm. gypsy. Like it's mm-hmm. like you, it's one or the other, <laughs> like yeah. neither of which is good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I do think that like, yeah, I think we need to have better systems of protection for kids because I think that like, I think it is rare. And the, the parent, the parental supervision for child actors is so like subjective Mm-hmm. that like what are the protections that we think as a society we think need to exist you know mm-hmm. and my thing is like I mean the thing that I think immediately when you're talking about a kid who is saying that their parent was the abuser is like where was the place for her to go right. and say to someone this is happening to me yeah you know, uh, and even I mean, if there was that place, like then what, you know, right. Then what happens? But like, mm-hmm. but like, I, I can, I can only imagine that it didn't feel like there was a place for her to go. And I'm sure Dan Snyder, it sounds like Dan Snyder didn't make that better. Yeah. Um, you know, but like that there's no place to go and say like, Hey, this horrible thing yeah. is happening to me or whatever it is, you know? And I think like, I get it. I can't imagine being a kid and having like your mom dying and she's also being awful. And like, Mm -hmm. that's complicated even for an adult. Um, and so I can only imagine being a kid with that, um, on your shoulders. Yeah. And so many child, you know, stars and actors are like tasked with supporting families families and stuff. I know. Yeah. Like I've worked with some over the years who have written books and stuff like that. And like, there are times I I can't name names or anything, but there are times where I was like, you're, you seem not okay. And like, Mm -hmm. the thing that I'm seeing is that like everyone around you does not care that you're not okay. Mm -hmm. And is just like making money off of you. And like, that's real. That is real. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely so sad yeah so sad and yeah yeah, complicated you know complicated yeah 
Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Heidi. Um, thank you, LA. Um, and thank you everyone for being here. We're mm-hmm. in the the dark days of season six. <laughs> I know. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. Yep. But yep. You know, we survived season four, so we're gonna survive season six. I think you know? so. I think we'll get through. We're gonna it. make it. We're gonna make it. And like, you know, we've got like a few bright spots that are coming. Like, three months away but like they're a while away but they're coming and they're and you know listen even though these episodes are bad I think we have some fun insight into um this literature class which I will not stop ranting about and and no doubt as a band which is coming I can't wait down the pipeline yeah don't worry wait some epic rants on the horizon (laughs) for sure yeah so thank you for being here we hope you're staying safe Mm -hmm. you know it's a wild time to be alive but like we're alive so (laughs) somehow yeah we're doing it you know Mm -hmm. we're just really making it 2022 i don't know it's here it's here i never thought it would happen but it is um yeah Black Lives Matter, defund the police, stop Asian hate. On our treaties, water is life. Uh, We stand with all labor movements that protect the rights of the working class. Police unions are not true unions. They work against the working class. Um, Medicare for all. Uh, Abortion is pro-life. Anything else? Um, I don't know that I have anything today. I'm, Not today. Well, it's late, so it's three late. of us. It's later than normal. <laughs> it's past our bedtime. It is. <laughs> um, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Dawson's Critique. You can email us Dawson's Critique at gmail.com. We want to shout our boy Kilia for making our theme song. You can find him on Instagram at go freaking crazy. You can follow my finsta at Aaron.hensley. For Capitalism Corner, we have merch, bit.ly slash Dawson's Critique. Uh, We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Dawson's Critique. And as always, you can order our book, I Remember Everything, Life Lessons from Dawson's Creek, available wherever you get your books. Um, Today, let's shout out Bart's Books in Ojai, California. My favorite bookstore. A lovely bookstore. You should definitely go there. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, They can order our book for you if you are so inclined to buy it there. Um, Please like us, subscribe, write a review wherever it is you get your uh, podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who have. We really appreciate it. It helps us immensely when you do that. You can find me online at Pesty1079 on Twitter and Instagram. And we'd like to thank you for being here with us. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time. I don't want to wait.